Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays a Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick, and today we are featuring my co-host, Kirby Brunswick. I almost gave a doctor in front of there, too. I'm like, fuck you. I'm a feature. I'm a Mm co-host. I'm also a doctor. I'll take it. No, I didn't say the last part, but I have accepted. I've come to terms. I am featuring my co-host. Why, thank you. I'm honored. It's taken 170-some episodes, but I'm comfortable with it. It's kind of like our story, which we won't retell right now, um, because it's embarrassing and has been told on the podcast, um, of when, how it took me like two or three years to accept that you were half-owner of the business. You almost said my business, didn't you? No, I didn't. I didn't actually. <laughs> I, I have come to terms with it. When it comes to terms, I'm good. But, so, there you go. Take me three years, but featuring... My co-host. You should just say, uh, today I have my editor on. Hmm. No. I'm your producer more. And there's actually a fair amount of podcasts that have the producers on. Like Joe Rogan, you hear Jamie all the time. Yeah, he like Um, shouts at him in the background. I would love that. But do you know how annoyed I would be? Because I'm not really a fact checker. I would rather just be like, I don't know. You're going to have to fact check. Oh, there's, there's so many times where I'm like editing where I'm just like, I don't think that's true. Or I don't think. (laughs) I don't think she got that right. And I'm just like, I wish I could just Google and like. The nice part is, is nobody really expects me to have it right. Or do they? No, I don't think they do. I think you've, you've established your brand as not, uh, not like I'm going to nail everything and have it be perfectly correct. Like you can't even get colloquialisms right. So I'm getting better. I am getting better. The can is in the garage. Made that one up. I'm just going to get that one going viral. <laughs> really? I couldn't tell. Um, so I, the radio was on the computer, the computer, the radio was on my car the other day, yeah. which I never listened to the radio. And it must've been tuned into some like cities, DJs or whatever. And they were talking about like Gen Z slang and none of it made sense at all. Um, just but, like all sus and fire and. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one I've noticed just from Gen Z talking to me through DMs is now instead of saying the word S-E-X, they say SEGS. Oh, yeah. S-E-G-G-S. I think it's like to get around TikTok mm. stuff or like Instagram stuff. So people are saying get, that in real life. I don't know. I think maybe they, maybe it started there and that's where it went because like you couldn't say it on those platforms. And then it creeped its way into real life, which is just one more example of the machines training us versus them serving us. Yeah. Like when I am saying a voice text to someone and like, it's my voice, not typing like, or a voice audio message. Mm-hmm. And I say, LOL or period. And I'm like, oops. Oh, and then you could like totally bust yourself. Cause you weren't laughing. Yeah. They can hear you. I am laughing out loud right now. Oh shit. You know, I'm not. Um, what do you got in that Gatorade? It's not a carbonated soda, is it? No, it's electrolytes, the salty ones. Yeah, you like those, Lament. Now, I think I want to be a, um, we can become a wholesaler at the clinic. This is not an ad. Hashtag not an ad because I'm not. They're great. Since they're like clear and stuff too, or just like you're not supposed to have like sports drinks um, at the gym. But even when I have like a clear bottle, those things just make it a little cloudy and I don't feel guilty if I spilled any. Rule breaker. Such a rule breaker. We have a cat on the podcast. (laughs) There's a cutie. 
Yep, I'm just drinking my seventh cup of black coffee, but... I don't know how you do it. We are into fall, and I have tested out pumpkin, and Which we are good. I, I love that just everyone in the Midwest has declared, like, it's fall season. It's going to be 83 degrees today. Yeah, I'm pissed about it. <laughs> I'm going to wear a sweater to work anyways, and just crank the air conditioning. But no, I think I'm going to learn how, now that I've ruled out dairy... And pumpkin, it's funny because somebody messaged me. They're being like, would you consider raw dairy? And I was like, well, of course I'd fucking consider raw dairy. I would love raw dairy, but Mm -hmm. Starbucks doesn't serve raw dairy. So here I am in life doing my damn best. Okay. I'll take a latte. And do you have a cow back there? (laughs) Straight from the cow, please. Could you just milk it quick? But no, um, I am definitely worried about peanut butter. I think peanut butter might be your kryptonite. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, no. And as we get into would you rather today, then yeah, I don't know. I think peanut butter would win a lot of things. Not over pizza, but over chocolate, over eggs, over avocados. So, it's just it's a nice go-to. Mhm. So, we'll see. It's to be determined. Everybody listening is like, you're still doing this damn elimination diet? I am. Do you know how long it takes to reintroduce everything? Which sucks. So long. Yeah, it it sucks. But like things like Oreos or Doritos or French fries don't seem to be, but like potato, it's so weird. It's so weird. So anyways, today we are doing a lighthearted episode because it's been serious I lately. I thought it was supposed to be serious. Well, it is, but it's a would you rather episode. Okay. It's my birthday month and you're not taking me to Puerto Rico. No. I didn't tell you that part of it, did I? Or did I tell you that last night? That that was actually also what happened? Is I filled in the blank you brought up, Journey? Okay, quick backstory. So, um, we don't have any money right now because we spent it on a lake home. Okay, so my tr- you've all heard I'm yep. bitter, not traveling. Kirby's heard. I'm not traveling. It's fine. I'm doing fine. Um, I understand it is the responsible decision. So, last week... Um, I'm still in bed. Kirby's in the kitchen grabbing coffee and his phone buzzes. I roll over to see what time it is. And I see a half text from my mom that says something like, hey, I talked to my boss and. And so I don't want to read the rest of the text because, oh, my gosh, I might have spoiled a surprise. So then I roll over to mine. I'm like, oh, I don't have a text. So she didn't group text. Oh, my gosh. Kirby has something planned. We are going somewhere. Then and I'm like, all right, play cool. Then like the next day, you're like, we need to get your passport. Or it was like around that time, you were like, we need to get your passport photo taken. It expires soon. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, we do. Then semi out of nowhere. Not really. We were talking about as a family, like a Fleetwood Mac concert. They're not touring. Don't get excited. And Kirby just like whips out his phone. I wouldn't get excited if they were touring. Well, no. And whips out his phone and is like, oh, Journey's in Puerto Rico. In September, and this was like the third piece of evidence that I needed to create the narrative, motherfucker, I'm going to Puerto Rico in September as my birthday present. And then a couple days later, he's looking for laptops for my mom. And I was like, oh, is that why my mom texted you the other day? And he said, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Also, you don't need a passport to go to Puerto Rico, do you? That's a damn good point. But anyway, also your passport doesn't expire until like January. You know what? Whatever. It was my it's my birthday month. We're doing a lighthearted episode. I didn't mean to get off course. <sighs> yeah, we've just been heavy with systems and procedures lately. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute since we've done. I think the last fun episode we did was like the Christmas one, two years ago. Uh, didn't you do something with Frozen Two? No, that's not fun. Uh, you have to like be insightful and show. It was Encanto was the most. Encanto. 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 Yeah. Well, I'm glad you weren't on. <laughs> um, no, the last time you and I just did I like just a- chiotted it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the brother is Bruno. <laughs> okay. So anyways, um, it's been, it's been a minute. So we're going to do a lighthearted one of would you rathers. And but I think we're going to get into some deep shit. We'll see. Uh, before let's do a listener highlight. Sounds good. Okay. This one is from Brandy Simmons and she says, Hey, Dr. Lauren, I love your podcast and listen to it religiously. It seriously helped me so much through my first year in practice. And then she goes on to say that her first year has been raw and has had so many lessons learned and that she actually wants to be on the podcast to share her story. I've actually had uh, quite a few 
new grads reach out saying that something similar to that of like, I don't like, they just were not prepared of how hard that first year is. Mm. And, um, say like, Hey, I think an episode would be great to share that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely something there because beyond just, just anyone graduating is hard, but you guys are in a unique profession where like, you know, so I was, I graduated from school going into business and the job itself was hard learning coworkers and systems and all that stuff. Tricky new schedule, all that tricky, but like, I like business, but it's not tied to my soul and mm, I'm not like identity. changing people's lives and like, yeah. you know, you guys just, your, your passion, your purpose, your spirituality for so many people is tied in with your profession. And then when you go to work and you not only have the overwhelm of just adulting, but like, then you have the conflict of, am I doing a good job? Is this in alignment with how I view things? Like it's a, it's kind of a double, double dip into oh. deep waters. I had another message from someone yesterday or the day before who said, I won't say their name, but they said like basically along the lines of I'm a year in, I'm an associate, like you're confident. Have you always been confident? And I was like, yeah, girl, I've always been confident, falsely confident. Yeah. But, um, but no. And she was just like, you know, my associate doc is amazing. I don't know why, like anybody would want me, like, please give me mm. hope that one day I'll feel confident. And I was just like, Oh, and I told her, I was not confident adjusting or in practice my first year. Um, you just have no, no option except to pretend to be to mm -hmm. the patients. But like inside, you're just like, oh, I'm the worst. Yeah. And that one is fairly universal. But again, you guys have like actual people's health in your hands. But I would say to any doing, person going out of college and doing their first job, like you just look around and you go, oh, my God, everyone's smarter than me. Mm -hmm. Everyone's better than me. Like, how am I ever going to get to that level? But there's kind of no way out but through. Yeah, it's it's hard. And that's what I said is like, it just takes reps. It just mm -hmm. takes reps and reps and reps. And like, um, although I don't want to, no, not gatekeep. What's it called when you're age shaming someone that I get accused of? I think they said gatekeeping. Yeah, they said gatekeeping information, but then they also said something else to me where it was like, Basically, it was using my age as uh, over them. Oh, don't make me go refine it. It's way too far back in my DMs. But anyway, uh, I don't mean to be ageist mm -hmm. in saying like, yeah, sometimes it's just something that you can't, you cannot hurry the work. You can't mm -hmm. do the work over a weekend or a month. Like it just requires you showing up to work week after week after month after month. I don't get to say, I don't get to have the confidence with my patients of, oh yeah, no, that ear will clear up. That doesn't need ear infections. Although that was a really terrible thing or to admit I say antibiotics, um, because we're not allowed to do that. And I would never, but like, you just don't get to have that confidence of like, I can confidently tell you as a parent that it's okay. Your child is okay because I've seen it nine, 20 times in practice. I've seen it at home. I've dealt with it firsthand as a mom. And it's like, yeah, you know, you just don't. Get Some to things need experience. Yep. And that's a hard thing to accept when, you know, everything's kind of instantaneous now, but some things are just gotta live through it yep so to all you new grads out there who needed to be reminded that this shit is hard it's hard for everyone even no matter how falsely confident we are uh this is just what you gotta do um do we have to do anything else before we pray there's no bio speaker no nope. nothing we i mean we could do bios for each other no we're not doing that not in that mood <laughs> <laughs> we actually need to do this podcast, not get in a fight and quit the podcast. <laughs> I was going to make up a bunch of fun stuff. Yeah. Well, let's just pray. Okay. Dear God, thank you for bringing us together again on this cool platform where we get to connect with amazing people and hear what's going on in so many people's lives and hopefully respond and adapt so that we can help them even more. Um, help us mm -hmm. to have fun today. Help us to 
find out something about each other and about ourselves and hopefully um, do something that is relatable or interesting that other people can connect with because it's all about connection with each other and with you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So do you have your would you rather questions memorized or are they, oh, they're in front of you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go first? But you need to start with something lighthearted. Like I need to be warmed up here. I was throwing a cat. <laughs> He's going to come back and then close the door. <laughs> Do you want to go close the door? Yeah. Hold on. Phil, Phil stretch. <laughs> I didn't, Phil. You didn't, Phil? No. Uh, all right. We still good? Okay. Um... Oh, okay. So you want something lighthearted? Oh, why is your face imply that it is not going no, to be lighthearted? No, it's really lighthearted, but it's a very interesting one. Would you rather fight a chicken to death every time you get into your car <laughs> or fight an orangutan to the death once a year, but you get a sword? Okay. Um, confidently, the chicken. Good answer. Um, orangutans, I've been told, are terrifying. They really, really are. And I don't think that I would get, um, like, once a year just isn't enough for me to work on my sword skills. Mm -hmm. And so, I, yeah. No. And you're eventually going to get older. Like, there's old ladies who wring chickens' necks every Oh, this day. goes on forever. This is forever. Every time I get in my car. Every time you get in your car. And, like, anytime I get in my car... Or like, what if I'm I a passenger in your car? Um, Is it just like when I'm the driver? I think so. Definitely the chicken. Um, can I ask another question? I mean, I've already made up my decision. Mm -hmm. But like, is the chicken like a free range grass fed chicken that like... Well, that's what I was immediately thinking is like, we just get chicken every day. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Right. So, so let's assume that it's an edible chicken. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, do you just wring its neck? How do you kill a chicken? That's the easiest, yeah. Um, speaking of killing chickens, so I was kind of sad that I did not, so a month ago, your mom mm -hmm. was in on a chicken murder. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> there was a chicken plan to murder lots of chickens, and we didn't get in on it. So her and her farmer friend, like basically her friend came in the spring and said, I'm going to grow chickens, you want half of them, and then we got to kill them all, and to eat them and she was complaining that she doesn't like killing the chickens like she doesn't look forward to it but it's such a good way to get this quality meat mm -hmm. hashtag shit you do in rural wisconsin oh, yeah. i followed a ad on instagram that was like talking about like getting really quality meat do you know how much they wanted a chicken how much like 20 dollars what? It was like $20 a chicken. I suppose and I, relative this was to days what you after. Pay for, pay for organic, you know, chicken breast, yeah. you put it together and you're like, And this oh, was yeah. days after I had talked to your mom because obviously my phone was listening. It was like, oh, you yeah. like chickens, Lauren? How about these chickens? But yeah, no, I legit, the more I started talking to her about it, I was like, so like, what do you, what do you do to kill the chickens? And she's like talking and I was like, I think I could do that. I could do that. And I tried getting in on it. Do they just use a hatchet and chop their heads off or do they? I kind of forget. And it was like something about, I think, strangling them. Yeah. You can and then you got to like hang them like... upside down or something. And... Yeah. And they could chop the heads off and hang them upside down. And I think there's like a boiling. So, sorry. We should have done like a trigger warning for trigger vegans or something. Oh God, vegans. I'm really sorry. But no, yeah. I've been thinking about that subject though, too, of like, I have always had an aversion to killing animals. Like when I was a kid, you know experimenting with like bb guns or whatever i like shot a chipmunk and felt terrible and like trying to hunt at all i just always felt so bad but like i eat a lot of meat you do and i know that animals die for it so i've been thinking like maybe i should start deer hunting to like kind of own the process a little bit more yeah mm -hmm. or, i really wanted to go duck hunting but i just don't love guns yeah guns are scary they're just like <sighs> i would like to like guns like, I would like to be like, don't mess with my house. I got a gun. But they just are so loud and like, ah. Oof. I'm going to make you switch chairs if you keep shaking. It's going to be noisy for people. I was giving the gun effect. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. 
All right. So you'd pick the chicken thing too. I'd pick chicken too. Orangutans are way stronger than people think and they have super long reach. So I think if you didn't kill them with the first one, you're done. They're going to have you and they're going to be so much stronger than you. Oh, it's a bad way to die. Yeah. It's a bad way to die. Okay. Um, okay. If you could be, oh, you have to be, not could, you must pick another Enneagram type. Hmm. So for those that don't know, Kirby's a nine. <laughs> the easy answer, I think, would be probably like a seven so that I could be like, lighthearted and fun and like not worry about things because that's like a thing I do I feel like there's a lot less anxiety in that one um but I don't love that one because of the way I connect with girls and I try to teach them emotional intelligence so like thinking that it would be hard for me to like access my feelings and knowing it's difficult for you to access your feelings. I feel like that's a selfish well, I, pick versus I mean, that's a good clarification question in this. So it, I'm assuming I'm going to stay a three and you're going to be a seven. Yep. I, Holy I would, shit. Would we just like blow things up? We would absolutely be going to journey in Puerto Rico. I can tell you that we would not so have had broke. any money. We would still have student loans. Um, so no, I, I think I might go with an eight. Wait, whoa, you said seven. No, I said the easy answer would be seven. Oh, and you think an eight would teach emotional intelligence better than a seven? The healthy eight, or if I am an eight wing nine, I still have a chance at it. That's true. Which... And I would be able to... And you're a nine wing eight, right? I think. I think so. Yeah, I think there's a sense of, like, justice and... You might be a pretty... Yeah, I think you're, like, 70% 8, 30% 1, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so I, th I think I might go... go eight wing with 9? Yeah. That's kind of cheating, saying, oh, I'm a 9 wing 8, I'm going to pick 8 wing 9, but I will allow it for the sake of us moving on. Well, Would you like to know my answer? No, it's not your question. Oh, I'm going to answer it. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> um, well, wait, what were you going to say on the well? I was going to say with the eight thing, it's not only like I want to retain some part of myself, but one of the things that I find as my biggest shortcoming is an inability to stand up for myself or like that feeling mm -hmm. that I like just kind mm -hmm. of feel things or just keep quiet about myself to get to get along. So I think it would be interesting to live more on the other side of things and see what that's like. Yeah. I'm glad that you elaborated that because I could see that for sure. Um, I thought about this quite a bit. Sure I can tell you with confidence, I'm going to offend a lot of people here. No desire to be a two. Ugh. Um, four. Sorry, bestie. No desire to be a four. Fives. Six. Meh. Sevens. Okay, maybe. Eights. Nines, hell no. Hell no. Nines might be one of my number one. Um, so I came down to either a one or a seven. Okay. Now you'd think from everything I talk about, on how often I reference how much I love sevens, that I would have picked seven. But I picked one. I I know. Here's why. Um, I'm pretty sure ones go to seven when they are healthy. Okay. So I would get the healthy part of the seven still, but I would get, I'm hoping the organization mm. and detail or like detail orientedness of a one. Cause I really, cause I mean, I know ones who get shit done. Oh yeah. Like major get shit doneers. So like, I feel like threes get this like, oh, I'm going to like build an empire because I'm a three, I'm an entrepreneur. And it's like, oh no, that exists elsewhere. Like, you know, there's some major ones out there and they're just so, so system. Oh man. All right. I have a follow up question. Yeah. Do you still have ADHD as your one? Well, yeah. Um, well, that might, that's kind of the thing that. Leads to a lot of the disorganization now, not just so much your Enneagram. I mean, I think that the three is not the cause of my ADHD. So I would say, yes, my ADHD comes with me. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted you to move a tiny bit closer to the mic. 
Yeah. So why do you think if I was an ADHD one, I wouldn't be? I but think the thing you, is, I don't know which wing I would want. Yeah, I think you can get a lot of the dissatisfaction of the like the one of like the perfectionism comes from that you feel there is a right and wrong. So you would want that you would see that intuitively and hurt if it wasn't being fulfilled. But if you had the ADHD qualities that wouldn't allow you to stay focused enough to achieve the organization, you could just be in a cursed loop. Hmm. Good point. My ADHD stayed then. I just get to pick. No, I changed my mind. I'm just a one with no ADHD. Okay. <laughs> All right. Your question. Oh, uh, well, which one, which one, which, which would you rather question? Would you rather answer? Um, would you rather be one of the world's leading experts in a single field or be the most well-rounded and versatile person in the world? Hey, She Slayers. So many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain-based model to a thriving subluxation-based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talked to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is, are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. The first one. The first one. Absolutely. Do you know how significant I would be if I was the best? Well, in the second one, you're the most well-rounded person in the world. So that's a distinction. <sighs> I am trying to think of all the well-rounded people I know, and they are not, they are not famous. <laughs> like Beyonce, well-rounded? No. Jamie Foxx? You can sing, dance, rap, no, 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 do stand-up no. comedy, there's a difference, act, There's play a difference sports. between being well-rounded and like multi-talented. Mm. You didn't say, would you rather be amazing at six things or amazing at one? I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well-rounded. Like I think of, of like you when I think of well-rounded, like you're driven, but not so much because you're spiritual mm. and yeah. you're spiritual, but not so much that you're religious. You're, you're a kind dad, but a strong dad. Like you work out, but it doesn't define you. That's what I think of well-rounded. And I think, wow, that when I think well-rounded, I think grounded and like really balanced mentally. Mm, that makes sense. And I did not choose that answer. <laughs> I'm curious about one of my later ones, but okay. So, so you're, we're in a blank open playing field here being the world's leading expert in a single field. Is it chiropractic or magic wand you could pick? Mm -mm. No, it's not chiropractic. What is it? Um, I don't know. Um, it would be, oh man, a single field. Huh. I'm going to have to think on that one. I'll come, I'll just like randomly interrupt later in the episode and let you know. Do you, well, okay, well you'd be well-rounded? Is that what I'm assuming? Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, assuming I, I always see things that, other people can do. And I'm like, Oh, that seems real. like I'm very curious. So like someone's like an outdoorsman, I go like, Oh, I want to like know how to make a fire and build a primitive shelter. But then if someone's like, I'm a physicist, I'd be like, Oh, I want to understand that better. So I think like in those ways, plus all the things you said of like 
you know, I want to work on my physical health and I want to work on my spiritual health and I want to work on being more ambitious and also understanding why I have ambition and not let that get out of control. In generally, Stoic philosophy isn't about like round, it's kind of rounding the edges off. It's equanimity of like, don't let your highs get so high. Don't let your lows get so low. This too shall pass in both directions. So That equanimity turn term is actually very hard for me to say. The only reason I said it even remotely correctly is because I just heard you say it. Um, but the first time I heard it was in Ed Milet's book that I read like a month ago. I'd never heard that term before I in my life. I think I said it to you on a podcast that I don't we recorded to together. Um, no, honestly, what happened is you probably said it and I didn't know what it meant, but I felt too embarrassed to be <laughs> like, um, hey, what does that mean? Okay. This is the thing that happens. What age do you, oh, this is a hard question for you because like you're really, really smart, but like at what age can you, is it not like socially acceptable to say, I don't understand what that word means? Oh, I think it's fine at any age. I I mean, I think it's more like the social situation. Do you know how much courage that takes though? Because I mean, I do it sometimes for sure, mm -hmm. but like you just feel like... What, what does that word mean? You feel like a child. Well, and the scary part is, is you might say it and it could cause where you think like, oh, I'm going to be really vulnerable and ask this question it can actually cause embarrassment in the person who <gasps> used it because like they may partially be using it in context correctly in a way that they heard it before. But if they're like, can you define that for me? I don't know. They might be like, are you calling me out right now? Because I actually don't know either. So it can be really cancel awesome. culture, you jerk for asking me what well, the word that I said meant. Okay. Um, I still have not figured out what I would be the most significant or the best at just because like, I'm trying to think like I, everything would be so frustrating. Like everything would be so like, if I was the best in the world at solving clean water, like nobody would care as much as I did. Mm -hmm. And like, everyone would always want to ask your opinion or tear down your ideas or. And just like people are so mean. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say that I had um, the solution to childhood cancer because I was a medicine person. I'd have a bunch of people being like, well, you guys all caused that cancer. And I'd be like, yeah, I know, I know. The chiropractor yeah. never went away. Yeah, yeah I mean, like being at the top of anything, you know, puts a target on you. So I'm still thinking gonna about say that well-roundedness. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to picture, ooh, could I be like the number one hedge fund person? That's where my mind immediately went. Just rich as a motherfucker, but nobody knows me. Because, so like mm -hmm. nobody knows my name. Like I'm not Bill Gates. I'm not Warren Buffett. I'm not like somebody super rich that, but maybe when I'm dead, they'll make an, a movie about me mm -hmm. and Leonardo DiCaprio will pay. Wait, is he in that movie? Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. That's my current answer. The like smartest. I don't even know what a hedge fund manager is, but I'm the best in the world. Final answer. My turn. All right. You need to watch the show Billions. It's about the smartest hedge fund people in the world, but it's like a drama and it's terrifyingly stressful. Well, that's because they're trying to make it stressful. Um, okay. Next question. Would you rather your child gets all the vaccines and becomes a chiropractor or gets none of the vaccines and becomes a pharmacist? What's the, can I do a delayed schedule? No, no, they, you can't. Do they have to get no, the No, good follow-up question. Absolutely not. Do they have to get them all at once? Well, you have to do the schedule. Normal schedule. Normal also, schedule. And they also have to get the mRNA COVID oh, vaccine. Oh, and, and boost like a mofo. So like at this point in time, our 10 and 7-year-old would have probably had two or three COVID vaccines and a flu one just in the last like year but they um, go on to be a chiropractor. <laughs> I am going to go no vaccines and be a pharmacist because I think there are stereotypes on all things. Mm -hmm. of like you build a mental model of like the chiropractor is 
barefoot, non-vaccinating, you know, like, mm-hmm. but you all, we know chiropractors who aren't that. Right. And you think a pharmacist is a pill pusher yep. to be derogatory on the other, you know, like, so I think if we get to keep raising our kids and teaching them our values and our thoughts and also intellectual curiosity, I am sure that you can be a pharmacist who understands the drug industry and the current medical complex and yeah. who gets their degree and wants to make a difference by being responsible in what they do. Yep. So I think that's like kind of my way to eke out of it is like, I'd rather keep our children learning and growing the way they are and not compromise that and hope that they make good decisions in the future. Yeah. I think I would agree. I think I would agree. Yeah. All right. Which, oh, there's a, would you rather give up social media or eat the same dinner for the rest of your life? Okay. Quick, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. When you say the same dinner. Exact same. Exact same. So like, we're not talking taco pizza one night, pepperoni pizza the next. No, if you pick pizza, you are going to pick one and like the same, like if you say, I like Kids Corner pepperoni pizza, you get Kids Corner pepperoni pizza every night. What time stops being lunch and starts being dinner? You can control the portion, but you must eat this item every night. Oh, you can intermittent fast dinner. No. Hmm. When you say social media, do you mean like my clinic doesn't have a Facebook page? No, it has a Facebook page. You can never look at it or touch it. Will I still make videos that people will put on it of me talking? Um, does YouTube count as social media? Just trying to think of like... Well, no, like if I made a video for Facebook mm-hmm. and my team put it up, is that still allowed? I think so. Would they be able to report how that no, video is that's performing? No, feedback loop of it. <laughs> nope. So you can make content and they can give you some direction, but you never get to know any likes, any comments, no personal use. No Instagram, no TikTok, no Facebook. I still have a podcast? Yep, that's not social media. Huh. But no one can DM you and tell you that you did Uh, a great job. And I can't make reels? You can make videos, but you won't get to, like, see the trends or... (sighs) But I can't eat pizza every single night. You can eat a little slice. Okay, so just like a little slice of pizza every night. Ah, oh, this is hard. Oh, it's a coin flip. I don't know. Um, um, I think I'm going to eat the little slice of pizza. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Can I eat more? So like I all, okay. if I say So here here's, here's I'm the modifier to too. One eighth of like a DiGiorno pizza. It will it will go with you everywhere. The pizza. So, if we it's it's by magic. Oh no. But if we have a reservation Gosh. at the French Laundry. But Kirby, and everyone I can't take around pictures you, of the French Laundry and post it on social media. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, yeah, you bring up a good point. Um I guess Thanksgiving. Everyone's having So I dinner. So okay, so again to clarify, I can't list? just eat a little slice of pizza and then more food. That is all I'm allowed that to eat. Is your dinner. Right, so like I have if to you are eating food media. after 4 p.m., it is. Well, that, oh, I could just make our reserv- oh, French laundry doesn't open until 4. All right, fine. Getting rid of social media. It's no big deal. I don't know why you'd even ask. It's not a big deal. Fine, it's gone. As she checks her phone. It's deleted. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm not even going to ask you. I'm not even going to. Yeah. Uh, but if you did have to eat, follow up, you had to eat the same thing. So everything you just put me through. What would that be? Gosh, it's hard. Like something that you're, I mean, I know I would never always be in the mood for something. I almost want it to be something healthy, just long-term. Like my quick gut answer was like Culver's cheeseburger. Like 
just because I like it so much and that's my go-to. Like, oh, yeah. I'm hungry and I don't want to make anything. Um, but I think I would try to, if I was going to go that way, outsmart the game and pick something like a salad. Oh, my God. That has, like, meat on it. That's the word. Okay, as somebody going through an elimination diet, I can tell you. Well, I get to eat like a normal person the rest of the day. The rest of the day. Yeah. But when you are not in the mood to eat healthy, you are so hungry for the other food versus when you are, like, like this I, is oh, the only junk food you can have. You can go, like, I will eat. Fine. Oh, but you have to eat it. Mm. I said you could control the portion size, okay. but but it still does have to be your. And dinner. you can just be so excited to eat a salad the next day. Mm. So I don't know. I disagree okay. with your answer. Culver's cheeseburger. All right. Hi, friends. I wanted to take just a quick break from the episode to make sure you all know about the cool stuff we have happening over on Patreon. I did the first 175 episodes of She Slays, just putting content out there, getting DMs, interacting with you that way. But then we decided to do something more, something really cool, and it's all through Patreon. We have three membership tiers, and each one comes with some great benefits. First, there's the Buy Me a Coffee tier. It's $3.99, $3.99, literally less than my normal coffee order at Starbucks, which is $5.95. This is the tier to just say thank you for the work. Trust me, it costs a lot more than you think to put together this podcast, but that's not all you get. You also get access to the first 50 episodes of She Slays that are no longer available to normal podcast apps. Next is the She Slays supporter tier for $12.99 a month. You get all the stuff from the first tier and some amazing bonus content. After every interview, I have the guests stick around and answer some fun and interesting speed round questions. Has Elise Rigney ever seen a ghost? Has Tony Ebel ever slapped someone in the face? You'll never know if you don't join. But it's not all fun and games. For this level, I also provide a monthly training episode only available to Patreons. These are quick and action-packed episodes that will help your practice. Finally, we have the full-on She Slayer level. For $24.99 a month, you get everything from the previous tiers and a live monthly Zoom session where I tackle the issues most important to members at this level. Who knows? Maybe you could have a live coaching session that turns into one of these episodes. Also, if you have a practice for sale or need an associate at this level, you can tell me and I will tell the world on one of my public episodes that goes out to thousands of people a month, including a ton of students and new associates. So go check it out at the link in the show notes and I will see you on Patreon. My question. Um, would you rather be abducted by aliens and you're returned safely to yeah. Earth or have a transcendent ayahuasca experience? Hmm. That's hard. I think abducted by aliens. Okay. Because... You'd be the most significant person in the world. No. What if they couldn't? What if, like, they told me I could never tell anyone? I'd still probably pick it. Because, one, it would confirm that there is something else out there, which has always been like an interesting question. I would get to experience, I'm assuming, some kind of insane travel that would, like, probably open my mind to different possibilities, too. Mm -hmm. And then, the day after I got back, if I wanted to, I could go to ayahuasca. <laughs> but I can't have an ayahuasca experience and then be like, and tomorrow I will choose aliens. <laughs> Would you do ayahuasca? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'm too scared. Just no, too scared. I'd, I'd want to do it like with, you know. I A shaman? Yeah. <sighs> the control thing. It's just... I don't, I don't even like, I don't think I'll ever do breath work again because I hated it so much. Oh, I thought breath work was really interesting. Yeah, that was terrible. Control. But how do I release my control except do that? So That's mm. the thing is the whole thing is about like most people who have transcendent experiences through mushrooms or, or ayahuasca or whatever is basically they go through an ego death 
and then they realize that nothing is in their control, everything's connected, and it releases them from their anxiety and fears. How long do you think that lasts for them? Well, it depends on what you're doing it. Oh, you're saying like like how much into their life? Yeah. I've heard I've heard um from why can't I think of his name? He co wrote Chappelle Show. Um hilarious comedian. Well, I'm not gonna remember. I'll think of his name in a second, but he has done ayahuasca a bunch lately. And he said like he did it, um, the first time. And then he kind of floated through and like was awake to life for a couple weeks. And then he found himself starting to get into, you know, different habits yeah. and, and stuff that kind of brought him back down to earth. So he does it fairly often to like, remember like who, what's really going on. That doesn't seem healthy either. Well, and that's the thing that Ramdas talks about of like, so he did a lot of psychedelics and then he went to India and met people who had never done psychedelics and who still found and were able to sustain that experience. Mm -hmm. And they also did interesting studies where they gave massive amounts of psychedelics to like gurus or like monks and it had almost no effect on them. Shut up. Mm -hmm. Isn't that cool? Why wouldn't it have an effect? Because they're already connected with everything and they've already opened their mind. So a drug that opens your mind to universal connection and perception, you're already there. You know, maybe the walls aren't melting, but if you're willing to accept whatever's in front of you, then oh, man. things going nuts around you don't make you go nuts. You want to know what's weird is like, so there, I have this like alter life that is so different than what I am that is just so appealing. Like the idea of being a social media-less, childless, like monks, like just basically a Mother Teresa, basically, mm -hmm. you know, in a third world country, living in a yurt, no pizza. <laughs> like, just like that is so appealing. Hmm. It's you don't have like opposite appeals. Like you don't think like you don't go like, oh, man, sometime like I just assume that the brain goes to like the opposite and was like, oh, that would be fantastic. Like you don't think like, man, I'm going to be the best hedge fund manager and I'm going to have any kids and I'm going to have my own plane and I'm going to. Oh yeah, I, I think there's like a little bit of that that fantasy stuff sometimes, but I also kind of was going down that path in actual life and saw like the like I got to experience I'm gonna go be a corporate consultant and work my way up and all that, and I was just like, oh yeah, that wasn't that fun either. Mm. And I actually deeply, deeply enjoy my current life, so there's less of like the. I think mine might be more of actually kind of along the same veins as you of like a nomadic existence or like a helping existence. Um, but I don't feel that far from it. So it doesn't feel like an opposite life. Yeah. It's almost like, well, and I feel like, I don't know, is this a little bit of what Gen Z is doing of just like disconnecting from things that like, you know, just really, yeah, this is, yeah, we have a whole system established to kind of put you in and you kind of go through the meat grinder because yeah. it serves the meat plant. Like, yeah. and if you just go like, oh, I'm just going to walk by and not, not even enter that. Yeah. I think that's probably the attachment is I realize yeah. so much how I am in the like 401k and grow your business and save for retirement and college and get the nicer car and get the nicer purse and go on vacation. And, and it's just that like, other party is asking uh, for what? Yeah. For what? Mm -hmm. Like. Um, so you you do ayahuasca then? Ah, uh, in my 50s. I'm going to do a lot of drugs in my 50s. Okay, well, for the would you rather, would you pick aliens or ayahuasca? Aliens. What if the aliens make you do ayahuasca? <laughs> that sounds like a story I would only agree to do if I could tell the story on the podcast. Aliens, but you can't tell anyone about it. I tell you? Yes, I'm the only person, and I will not repeat it. The aliens have put a spell on me or whatever. Oh, man. Or ayahuasca, and you can 
go on every podcast and talk about your experience. Ooh. Okay. Can you Neil prom- Brennan? It's the name of the guy. <laughs> um, can you tell me, do I shoot my pants in my ayahuasca experience? You do, but you don't have to tell anyone that part. Oh, but you know I will. I'll do anything for the joke. Um, boo. I'm going to do the ayahuasca. Right. <laughs> We're learning a lot about where your priorities lie. Are we learning that? <laughs> we didn't know this. I mean, think, you know, you know how fun it is for me when like all the attention is on me and I'm like, I have a great story. Oh, I yeah. love telling you great stories. Yeah. One day. One day we'll... Yeah. How are we doing on time? Uh, we have time for one more each. One more each? Okay. So this one is interesting because it's not just about notoriety. Would you rather... Hold on. What does notoriety mean? Notoriety is like being known. Like being noteworthy. Oh. Having people know who you are. Oh, okay. I'm so glad I didn't embarrass you right there. Oh, no. That's fine. I knew you knew what it meant. But... So... Would you rather have instant enlightenment, like kind of like Ramdas, Pema Children, Eckhart Tolle style, like you're mm-hmm. all the way there, you see it, you're Zen, you're chill, or ten million dollars? Oh, oh, woo, woo! Um, you know, I thought you were gonna say instant notoriety, like I was like instantly. No, I said it's known. not. I said it's not about that. Well, I wasn't listening. So, like one of the options, I got distracted because you said a word I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I was easily. I just wanted to be known that I was going to choose enlightenment over notoriety. Okay, I was. I mean, all those super enlightened people are super noteworthy and famous too. So right, but like I, it's not how I interpreted that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you would become Ramadas. Yeah. Like I thought the question was going to be, would you rather be instantly well-known and famous or enlightened? And I was going to say enlightened. Ha, you didn't see that coming. But instead you asked if I wanted $10 million or enlightenment. Um, I'm assuming I can't have both. Can I, can I, in this scenario, say I'm going to choose the $10 million, but I'm going to spend $1 million of it on me going and getting enlightened for a year in Bali. Bali, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the enlightenment capital of the world. <laughs> well, I do like do day trips to India and Nepal and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you can say that. But, but I'd have to go find enlightenment versus like get it. Uh-huh. Ah. You know, like a lot of paths to enlightenment involve giving up worldly possessions, right? I know. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna say the money. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> I just wasn't prepared for that question. I was not prepared. Hmm. That was, that's actually the only one on this list that I didn't borrow and adapt. Like that was what I just straight up wrote going like, I wonder what you'd say to that. You didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, it was a hard decision. Mostly. It was kind of a hard decision. What would you choose? Enlightenment. Yeah. It's just that, that connection, that knowing that that's what I spent half my time seeking. So if I could have it my one word. in my defense i'm still going to seek enlightenment mm-hmm. with the money like i'm not going to can i take the 10 million and then allow you to be the enlightened husband and then like you just come home one day and i'm burning all the money because <laughs> oh, i see the truth I... no! <laughs> that, that honestly is one of my like concerns is with all these people so like pema children um you know, is a is a monk, and I don't think she has a family. Eckhart Tolle, as far as I know, doesn't have a family. Ramdas doesn't have a family. Um, so the one thing that I worry about is like, if you see the truth, and if you see that everyone is connected, like, would the people around me 
be able to learn you know jesus didn't have a family either you know like you know but those people didn't abandon their family right they no. just never had one yeah but but because they were so selfish they were working on their own enlightenment but like so say say i see everyone is interconnect, interconnected people and the person walking by it has just as much value as anyone else like do i alienate my family or do they learn from that and like I don't know. That's you know, the scary part about it is... That is literally what went through my brain before I decided to take the $10 million. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just, I love you so much. I can't risk that. Well, you're going to take that year off in Bali away from me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> All right. What's your last question? Okay. My last question is if you had... To relive the year 2020 okay. or your junior year or your worst year of high school. I don't guess I did. Junior year wasn't my worst year, but like no, your probably, least favorite probably year. Probably freshman or sophomore. Probably freshman. Okay. Which one would you relive? Twenty twenty. Yeah, how come? Because I feel like do I have the same knowledge I have now? Or I'm no. just No. No, you got it because that's isn't that part of the trauma? Yeah. Is like is the like, unknowing, the uncertainty, yeah. including in high school. Where yeah. it's like saying like, Oh yeah, go back to that high school year, but now you get all the wisdom of a thirty seven year old mm, who's like Like you just like it got set you, back to rewind, everything happens the same, but you have to go through all those motions. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I would pick 2020 because of the fact that like, I know it works out relatively, you know, and high school didn't work out for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like, I still have all my same values. Yep. I still have all the people I care about, like, and, and I can weather that. And do it, I think, fairly gracefully. And we went through stuff, but we went through it together and as a team and as a family. Whereas, like, freshman year of high school, while I did have a very loving and supporting family, was just a lot of feeling of confusion and aloneness. Mm -hmm. And I would rather go through hardship but have community than go through, you know, at the time, it feels like hardship, but looking back, like nothing bad happened to me my freshman year. Nothing bad happened to me in all of high school. Like, go oh, through. Think about the heartbreak, though. Oh, gosh. I don't even think I had a girlfriend at all yet. So I don't think I. I well, think you didn't pick the worst high school year then. Yeah. But even, yeah, like those of like, you know what I'm saying, though, is like the overwhelming, overwhelming feeling of being like you, even if you had friends. That like no one had it as bad as you mm -hmm. or like this is the worst I'm ever going to feel because my girlfriend of three months dumped me like those extreme feelings with no structure behind them yep. and no like feeling of like no wisdom, no wisdom. at Yeah. Like I, I would much rather relive a bad year in my current life than a good year in like confusion. Oh, yeah, maybe I should have phrased the question that way. Like, the worst year of your adult life or the best year of your high school, like, pre, or pre, yeah, you can include college in there. That one I might switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, valid, valid. All right. That's all we got. What would you pick? Well, the first question or the second? Worst year of my adult life or the best year of my, like, school life? Or worse and worse? both um i worst and worst i would relive 2020 yeah. agreed i think that like i the older you get the wisdom and like having a stable marriage and like family really does help that mm -hmm. of like you i would rather go through chaos with wisdom and my spouse than no wisdom and a teenage dirtbag um, as far as best year, worst year, definitely my best year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would relive my best year as a kid than my worst year as an adult. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, there we go. Happy birthday to me.
Is this going to air on your birthday? Mom. Or just because it's your birthday month. It's birthday month. Happy birthday month. Thank you. Thanks I got for my you, trip to Puerto Rico. I got you 29 cupcakes and you get one every day until it's your birthday. <laughs> Shut up. All right, Cheese Slayers. I hope that you had a nice lighthearted time. Go back to your serious life. Stupid dummies. <laughs> You're so, they chose the $10 million, not enlightenment. I do. I would love if you were playing along with this to shoot me a message, shoot me a DM. Oh yeah. I love that when you're playing in like a group and then someone like brings up something like really cool. That's outside of the box. And you're like, shit. Yeah. That mm -hmm. what they so, said. They're send better. us a DM and we will answer it. And until next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <laughs> <laughs>